You are listening to Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people, where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community. I hope you're having a good day. Hope you're having a good week. Telephone number for text message contributions or voicemails that you just want to get in touch, 1240-681-9869. 1240-681-9869. Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com. A-A-R-O-N-S-O-P-I-N-I-O-N 6 at gmail.com. Follow on Facebook and Twitter. Even consider becoming a patron on my Patreon page or comment below on YouTube. However, you get in touch with the show. We appreciate the support. Uh today's guest um is well could not be possible without hopefully a future guest of Aaron's opinion. And what I mean is that I hope that uh, the following guest will actually guest with me soon. Uh, her name is Alicia Eadson, um, CEO of Ocean Waves Radio. Anyway, I was speaking with her and about coming onto the show, and I think she will at some point. But I was saying, you know, you know, who else should I talk to? You know, who are some other people that you think would be great for Aaron's opinion? And she recommended several people, one of them in this episode. Um, well, actually, the other two haven't gotten back to me yet. But the one that did is someone by the name of Casey Matthews. Now, who is um, Casey Matthews? Casey Matthews is basically a blind person like me. He is the founder of webfriendlyhelp.com. Basically, it is a company where if you're blind or even if you're sighted, but I guess mostly if you're blind, if you're having computer problems, you want to learn how to use different, um, you know, screen reading software, different aspects of software, your computer. He has developed this whole like website where you can go and he'll give you classes and training and help you solve your various technical problems. So it was a really, really, really fascinating conversation, and he had a lot of interesting things to say. So click the link in the description for more information about that. As I like to say, uh, the following episode was recorded on the 26th of August at 1100 New York. Um, so yeah, so we recorded this one very was kind of on the on the spur of the moment. I just called him up and said, when, when do you have time? And he had time on the 26th of August right then at 1100. So we just hopped on Zoom and recorded and, and it was he did a really, really good job. Let's call this episode, well, let me think. Um, oh, let's call it... Uh, yeah, let's call this one. I haven't really given much thought to what I want to call it. Uh, friendly... Hmm. Yeah, why not? Friendly help from Casey. That's perfect. Yeah, friendly help from Casey. All right. So now let me put him on. Um, here is Casey Matthews. And this episode will be called Friendly Help from Casey. Um, as I said, recorded on the 26th of August at 1100 New York. Uh, all right, well, let's put Casey Matthews on and you can learn all about all of the wonderful things that he does at webfriendlyhelp.com. As I said, click the link in the description for more information. All right, you could be listening to this podcast really anytime, day, afternoon, morning, night, middle of the night, but either way, on the radio side, it's Thursday, it's 12 o'clock, it's time for Aaron's Opinion on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. Thank you for joining me today, Casey Matthews, at such short notice. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so glad to get to talk to you. First question, who is Casey Matthews? Well, I am um, a happily married uh, husband. Uh, my wife and I recently moved to Colorado. It's almost been a year now, it's hard to believe. And uh, recently came from Florida and... Uh, uh, it's the weather is quite a bit different here, so that's um, some takes I'm getting used to from from Florida. But um, I am just been in the um, technology field now for about 25 years and love to help people out with uh, with all kinds of tech stuff. Very good. And what what parts of Florida were you living in, by the way? 
Well, I actually grew up in uh, Daytona Beach, kind of a little touristy town right on the coast of Florida. And then uh, my wife and I eventually moved to Orlando, uh, otherwise known as Mickey Town, um, right near Disney. So uh, we were there for a good, uh, you know, 18, 19 years or so um, before we uh, eventually moved to Colorado Springs. Right. Very good. Okay. Um, and by the way, uh, so ha- were you born blind? Because I was. I was born with glaucoma, by the way. What about you? Yeah, so I actually also was uh, born with glaucoma. I, I was diagnosed with it about two weeks uh, after I was born. Um, and I actually did have some vision, um, what I say is just enough to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was born three months early. Um, so that kind of started things off, got too much, uh, too much um, oxygen. And that started the vision loss. And then I got glaucoma. Uh, right after that. So um, that's kind of what started my uh, vision loss. And I had about uh, 2200 uh, acuity just in one eye. So enough to, you know, get around okay. Um, And uh, I eventually, you know, started getting headaches and, you know, because I was reading things I shouldn't have been. um, And eventually I lost uh, the vision that I had in one eye after 12 operations, uh, lost it when I was about 13. So hmm. that's, uh, that's kind of how my, uh, you know, blindness and low vision, you know, all kind of came together. Right, 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 right. And as I tell, you know, as I tell my guests from around the world, I can't really understand what it must be like to lose your vision, you know, because I was, you know, born with glaucoma. So right. that's a very, very complex concept for me to understand. But the fact is now you're blind. So that's life, as I say, mm-hmm. yep. and um, and I'm I'm 30 years old, um, and my you know my academic background is in the field of international studies, and I got into podcasting by the way because I feel and felt and feel that there are not enough strong podcasts in the blindness community where people can just come up, basically just call me, leave a voicemail, and then we just record. You know, I think that in my opinion, there are not enough strong podcasters who are open to having guests mm-hmm. and open to helping helping you share your story. So I'm really determined yeah. to do that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and as far as the technology things that, that you do, um, do you want to talk more, going into more about, you know, your connection with, you know, Ocean Waves Radio and the various technology projects that you've worked on in your life? Because um, Ocean Waves Radio has told me that you, you've done a lot of interesting things in technology. I just don't know what they are. So... Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I've been working um, with, with Ocean Waves Radio just to help out with, you know, the odds and end technical issue that comes up from time to time. Oh, we yeah. All, we all know technology can be mm-hmm. your friend while it's working well and can be your mortal enemy when it's not. So um, that's kind of where I come in, and I've been working, um, you know, with Alicia there uh, for quite a while. Um, and And as I said, you know, I've been in the technology, you know, uh, I guess, field for about 25 years. I've been working with a lot of different uh, organizations. And then I, you know, after seeing a lot of the, um, you know, issues that people come up with technology that I wasn't necessarily able to solve for one reason or another with with the organizations that I was working with, I decided, you know, I think I can do something about this. And I um, have now been in business now for myself for about two years, and it's hard to believe it's been two years. And, um, you know, a lot of people uh, don't realize, um, you know, I started out not knowing anything about technology as far as, you know, what it could do for people. Um, you know, when I was just almost out of high school, they, they, they told me they were going to get me a computer, and I just kind of laughed. I said, well, what am I going to do with a computer, you know? I didn't know they could talk. I didn't know they had Braille. Um, so they got me a computer and I heard it talk for the first time. And I was like, well, this is this is a game changer. This means I can actually use the thing. This means I can get on the internet and, and do all kinds of stuff. Um, this was before Google, you know, before we had great search engines. So it was kind of one of those, you know, you're, uh, you know, you really gotta be, uh, kind of know what you're doing. Uh, there's no search engine that's gonna kind of bail you out back then. So it was, uh, it was, it was quite a blast. I didn't have a computer at the time at home, so I, 
took the tapes and you know back then it was cassettes so for people that know what cassettes are um i i do because i am 30 but i think anyone younger than 30 will not know that word cassette <laughs> right yeah yeah so yeah so that, that's how the manuals were and you had i think i had about you know 20 or so um cassettes that you know these, these little magnetic tapes that went through and talked told you about JAWS, told you about DOS, and another thing that people probably don't know, um, you know, all command line text-based, you know, this was before Windows, so that's kind of how I got started, and then eventually I went to Windows, and that was a whole different um, different world, and, um, you know, one of, the, one of the great things for me was uh, when I realized, you know, because I was paying bills by paper, and hoping that the, the check got there and I had all these little techniques for filling out the, the bill with the check writing guides and all kinds of stuff. Um, and when I realized once the internet started to kind of take off and I realized I could, you know, pay my bills online and instead of taking a whole afternoon to pay my bills, I could just fill out a form. Uh, that was, that was a huge, um, thing for me. And I, and I kind of started to realize, you know, if this stuff works so well for me, uh, you know, it can work, you know, wonders for other people as well, as long as they, you know, get the proper training and get the techniques down and learn the technology. Um, so that's kind of how my uh, journey and stuff, you know, with technology started. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the one of the things that's really and I'm noticing it, you know, the longer that I, I'm a podcaster and the longer that I'm basically a broadcasting person, you know, as a, as, a, as a hobby, and I'm talking to more and more people around the industry from around the world, I'm noticing that it just, you know, Casey, it just seems like the more technology we have, for some people, it's actually harder for them to get the access they need. And I, I don't know if you can understand what I mean, and if you even agree with me at all. But it, I'm very frustrated as a 30 year old that we have a lot of a lot of blind people who are not who are not given the access the appropriate access that they need when in fact yeah. it was a lot I, I mean if if you don't mind me asking how 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 old are you by the way i am 43 right now okay so for someone like you 13 years at least 13 years older than me uh you were born in the upper 70s so yeah. You know, life was, I mean, you know, life is hard. My life is hard, but your life was a lot harder for a blind person than my life is, right? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, so could, basically what I'm asking that, is, yeah, yeah I, I mean, what what have you found in working in the in the technology field? What have you found to be the truth of this? How do we get blind people to, to really be able to understand what technology means? What, what do you think? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a really kind of a loaded question, and um, I am kind of going to answer that with a short um, uh, story, because it's not always about learning skills and all that kind of thing. I had a customer a while back, and this was, you know, shortly after the whole COVID, you know, pandemic started, and uh, she was doing physical therapy and was not able to continue physical therapy because the website was not usable and uh you know she was to the point where she was thinking about giving up on on her physical therapy and uh so i came along and found a way to get into the, her website there that she was you know being forced to use um and uh, she was eventually you know able to continue her physical therapy and you know i don't know what would have happened um you know to her if she wasn't able to continue her physical therapy so sometimes you know, assistive technology and information technology, you know, sometimes they do have to work together. And when they don't work together, it's not always about, you know, we think about the core skills, you know, learning the internet, learning Word, learning, you know, Windows or iPhone or different things. But sometimes these issues have a real um, barrier, you know, for, for people to get things that they need done. Right, right. Now, that person who needed to access the physical therapy website, was that... Um, was that a, a blind person who was working as a physical therapist or was that a blind person who was, you know, who was needing physical therapy? Yeah, she was uh, a blind person that needed uh, physical therapy. Mm. So that's that's where she was stuck. Okay. Well, I mean, that's very, see, that's the type, that's an example 
of how technology can can be a barrier to a blind person. It's a very, very serious matter. Yeah, de definitely. Well, I'm glad that she was able to access that, um, you know, that material so that she was able to continue what, like continue like making reservations and continue using that particular physical therapist or what, yeah. what, what exactly was the, the nature of, of the problem? Well, in this case, um, she was required to get into the website and join a video meeting, you know, oh. similar to what we have with Zoom, but of course it wasn't Zoom. Uh, and so she had to fill out a form every time she joined her physical therapy session, fill out a form, uh, the, the, you know, edit boxes there were not labeled. Um, the, the continue button was, you know, not actually a button. It was some sort of link somewhere. So there was a lot of little, little niggling issues that kind of, you know, piled up and eventually, you know, she was, I, I was able to help her get through that, you know, on a consistent basis. Um, but this was just so that she could have a video conference with her um, physical therapist uh, so that she could continue that. Um, and they, they mm. would not switch to a different platform at that point. So, you know, it was it was a really you know big issue at the time. And that would be a big issue anytime because yeah. a, a lot of time, a lot of times I'm finding that my fellow blind people who are around my age or especially younger, a lot of blind people just give up when they can't access the things they need. And it, it's really, I mean, I know that you understand it, but mm -hmm. to, to the audience who doesn't understand it, it's really affecting blind people. And it's, it's really, really a barrier that, you know, before, you know, before I was born, I think the barrier then was society and, and not having, you know, the laws that we have today. But now we still have a barrier with society and technology. And so yeah. there's still this... I mean, it really interests me that there's still this barrier that's hovering around. So, okay. Well, and and yes. to, to, to add to that, you know, on the plus side, you know, when technology works, you know, and this is, this is another story that I kind of use all the time. There was uh, a point where I was unemployed and filed for unemployment and the website was perfect. And I was able to go through the website, <laughs> fill it out, no problem. And I came from before the internet was really a big thing. So right. I remember the days when you had to camp out, pack a lunch, go to the social security office and just stay there the whole day uh, <laughs> and, and do what you had to do. And then get, and then once you got to the person, then you had to get assistance, uh, you know, filling out the forms. And, you know, it was a, it was a you know, big issue. Um, and you know, you had to get some assistance. So with, with the online form, uh, you know, I was about to able to do my, um, do my form and probably about an hour and a half or so. And, and I was done, didn't have to pack a lunch, didn't have to camp out. Uh, and it was, it was done. So sometimes, you know, depending on what it is, it can really be a huge game changer. I didn't have to get assistance. I didn't have to rely on transportation. Uh, you know, so it, it goes both ways. It can go both ways. Sure, 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 sure. Well, that's that's good. That's good to know. I mean, the, the certain websites are are e so certain things are easier. So, all right. So then, at some point, you um, did did you open your own business? Did you open your own company? Why don't you walk us through like how all the steps that you needed to go through to get there, and you know, tell us all about it? Yeah. So um, back in 2019 uh, September is when I started. Uh, oh, my, my, you know, I opened up my online business and, uh, at webfriendlyhelp.com and, uh, I, you know, I hadn't, um, done anything like that. So previous to that, I had done a ton of research, read a bunch of books. I'm, I'm kind of a research guy and it's one of the services I also provide on, you know, kind of on the side, but, um, <clears throat> I just read, you know, probably five or six books on, on the subject, everything from LLCs to corporations to, you know, taxes to, you know, and then there was all this stuff about websites and, you know, how to do your website. And so, you know, I um, kind of became sort of a self-taught uh, expert on a lot of different things. Um, and, you know, I wanted to know, you know, what I, what I needed to know to, to, to get myself out of trouble if, if something happened. So I, I didn't want to, you know, leave it to chance. So I read a lot before I even, you know, started. And then I did a lot of online research and, you know, eventually, um, you know, it just, it just came, you know, time to, time to start, you know, you can, you can spend a lifetime, you know, researching, but at some point you have to just, 
you know, try it and um, yeah. change if you need to. Um, but, uh, and, and I have started to realize, um, you know, that in, in some respects, um, you know, working for yourself, although it's not for everybody, uh, it can be uh, a great way to, you know, earn an income and, um, you know, you're, you're relying on yourself rather than, you know, someone else who, you know, may or may not have, you know, your best interests at heart, may or may not want to take the time to, you know, investigate um, alternative ways of, of doing things. Um, so this this can be, uh, you know, an option for a lot of people. And I, you know, I sort of realized that in the back of my mind, but after I started my own company and, and started figuring things out, it, it really kind of became the light bulb kind of went off and I kind of realized, you know, this, this could be a really good, you know, avenue for some people. Yeah, I completely agree. For me, it definitely is. I mean, when I'm not podcasting, I'm teaching online. So I'm kind of someone, you know, Casey, who kind of grew up in a small community and never really, you know, never really understood, you know, urbanization. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, I, you know, went to university, got my degree, got out and just needed to start working. And I just discovered that I'm supposed to be online. And one thing, yeah. you know, one thing led to the next. I love teaching. I love talking all day. And then I figured out eventually, well, if I record what I say, then I can turn it into something. And now, you you know, a lot of it is a lot of the secret is you just have to get into something and do it for a really, really long time and keep trying uh, until until eventually you have people wanting to come on and talk to you. And until eventually it starts to build traction. But it's, you know, for the blind people out there, I think it takes about two or three years of it easily. Right. Until. Because you have to figure it out. You have to discover that you're really supposed to do it or not supposed to do it. Right. So, what what type of what type of friendly help do you offer on web webfriendlyhelp.com? But by the way, I'm glad it's friendly because you know you could have called your company web unfriendly. There is a lot right. of unfriendly help. <laughs> right. Yeah. We we all have experienced the unfriendly helps. So. <laughs> yeah. Why why do you have to be so different, Casey? Why do you have to have friendly? You know. <laughs> type of company is that that gets friendly help? I don't want that. Why do I want friendly help? I'm just used to the unfriendly. (laughs) That's the dark side. That's my other website. (laughs) So, so so for, for, for the next video, we'll do, we'll do a a video, a a, a deep dive into the the other, the other website of KC Matthews, right? Right. Right. The dark side. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, we've all, we've all experienced, you know, um, technical support that was just not helpful um, for for one reason or another, and you know a, a lot of times you know just especially for me being in this business for so long, you know you just find you know that people are just grumpy a lot of times you know when they call and they're not really grumpy at you know you per se who is that who's offering the technical support, but they're angry because yeah. you know their day has just been derailed because of some dumb, you know, technical issue that they've got, and they can't, you know, get what they want done. And, and so my, um, my kind of approach is, is to, to brief, be friendly and realize, you know, it's, 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 they're not mad at you, they're not mad at me. They're just mad at the situation. But if you can turn that around and fix it for them, make it better, maybe even give them a little bit of training to help them avoid that issue down the road then you know they can get on with their day it's a win-win situation i can i can sleep good at night because i've helped somebody Mm -hmm. and they can get on with their day and not not you know be stressed and have headaches and whatever else you know so that's that's kind of my approach you know i always um want to be friendly for people but helpful um and that's kind of where i you know where i got the name from it's sort of a synthesis of a lot of things but uh, you know that's that's important for people I, I agree. I agree. Um, for further information, everybody at home, you guys can click the link in the description. Of course, I'm going to help you get the word out about web-friendly web help. Absolutely. So when people come to web-friendly help, what, what are some specific problems that you keep, that you're continuously seeing, constantly seeing? Um, and how how is this all engineered? So does someone go create an account and then you work with them over video chat? Like how, how exact, how, what are the steps that you use to actually engineer the problem and actually solve it how, how does it work yeah so i i like to keep things as simple as possible 
I didn't want there to be any barriers. I didn't want to have to people worry about creating an account and, you know, to get to me and that kind of thing. So it's as simple as a phone call. And, and so most people can do that no matter what kind of, you know, technology they have, no matter what's going on with their technology, anybody can make a phone call. So it starts with that or an email. And, uh, and so, you know, I can take somebody's email, we can go back and forth, we can schedule a time and then we do it through a phone call. Some people prefer to do it through Zoom or something else. And that's, that's also fine. But uh, at a minimum, a phone call is, is really all you need. And then um, a lot of my calls are, you know, computer related. So Windows um, you know, probably take up 95% of the calls that I get. And, uh, you know, what I generally will do for, for the blind, visually impaired, uh, that's, that's my, that's, that's who I primarily serve, although I do also work with sighted people as well if they if they want it but i'll connect to their computer either through jaws or through nvda um, remotely in this way i can hear what's going on i can hear exactly what's you know causing trouble um, and then i can also fix the issue remotely so they i don't have to walk them through it you know if they're not really good with the keyboard not really good with you know computer commands or whatever i can i can walk them through it i can fix it remotely and they don't have to you know, they don't have to go through all those, you know, hoops to, to get something fixed. Um, so that's kind of in a nutshell. I, like I said, I try to keep things as simple and as easy as possible. I don't want to have any walls or barriers, you know, for people to get the help that they need. Mm-hmm. Good, good. So what are some specific detailed problems that you've been seeing, you know, on the Windows side and things like that? What, what, what is typically causing the problems? What do you think? Well, it's sometimes it's a combination, and you know I have a background in information technology, so you know um, a lot of you know places you know they'll do access technology, which is you know the Jaws or NVDA or Zoom Text or whatever it happens to be, but sometimes the the IT part of it, the the nuts and bolts of the operating system, why is this not working right? Um, you know sometimes that comes into play, and sometimes it's a JAWS issue and a Windows issue that's that's just some sometimes the settings aren't working right together. And so sometimes that needs to be addressed. And sometimes it's not just one or the other. So that's that's one of the things that comes into um, uh, to play. I get a lot of calls for Outlook help and my Outlook isn't reading right or my Outlook is too chatty or my emails aren't coming in. What's going on? Um, you know, a lot of people want to know, you know, how to search the internet better. Um, you know, that's a that's a big thing. A lot of people don't even use a lot of the tools available, you know, the search engines, um, Google, Bing, you know, all the major search engines, there's a ton of them out there now. And a lot of times, um, you know, it's just a question of getting some training on how to search better, you know, how to how to find what you want better. Um, Sometimes it's um, efficiency stuff, you know, sometimes it's the computer, sometimes it's the user, sometimes it's both. Um, And so, you know, untangling a lot of that, you know, you know, sometimes takes some time. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, um, generally, you know, I'm able to solve, you know, the issue and, and give them some training in the process. So that's, that's what it's all about. I really appreciate it. I, I really, really, I, I want you to know that I really appreciate this from the bottom of my heart because I'm someone who has, um, I mean, I know you don't, I mean, you know, but, but, you know we, we, we don't know each other, but if you knew me, you would know that my story in life has been filled with dealing with um, grossly at times through education or outreach to certain services um, in my estimation and in, and in my opinion, dealing with grossly incompetent uh, individuals who sometimes uh, truly did not know and oftentimes did not want to be helpful. So yeah. this yeah. is this is something that really, really, really affects blind people who are young in their teens, 20s, yeah. 30, you know, my age. This is this I, is really overlooked. So well, we and if really you get if you get somebody that that is in a you know professional setting right. and and says hey you know this problem is because of your computer you know and and this happens a lot you know and it's it's a shame because you know it just sets up a whole uh you know false you know narrative for for that person and uh the person experiencing that just assumes 
that's the answer. It's my computer. Um, you know, here I go again. I've got another problem that can't be solved. And, you know, the tragedy with that is a lot of times it's not the computer. It's not that you just bought a computer that's just, you know, a lemon. You know, that's just very rare um, this day and age. It's, it's usually, um, you know, it's usually some sort of, you know, setting somewhere, hardware issue or something, but it's usually not, oh, the computer is just broken, you know, right. beyond, beyond measure, beyond repair. Um, and, and so that's, that's tragic, you know, when you have somebody that just blames something on, or somebody that blames something on assistive technology, oh, it's JAWS. You know, that, how often have we heard that as, as blind people? It's JAWS that's causing your problem. Well, you know, that's not always the case either. And, and sometimes it's a little bit of JAWS and sometimes it's a lot of something else, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's tragedy because, you know, <clears throat> people that are not experienced, they go away thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm just not good with technology. I just shouldn't be using technology. And, and it's, technology can be such a game changer and is such a game changer if, if, it, if it's used correctly, if you take the time to, to learn it. But if you have people that are in a position of authority for whatever reason and, and, and either are misinformed themselves or, you know, whatever, don't want to take the time, you know, to, to get to the meat of the problem and fix it, you know, that's, that's awful. And that's one of the things that, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm endeavoring to, to fix, you know, through, through my business. Um, there's a lot of people that are, you know, coming up with, you know, they have, they have a state affiliation, you know, DVR or DBS or doors or whatever, whatever your state affiliation is, or even through a lot of the lighthouses. And, you know, a lot of the times, if you don't have an open case, then you don't get you don't get the, the assistance that you need. And, you know, so that's, that's one of the things that I wanted to prevent. You know, nobody should, nobody should be prevented from getting the assistance that they need just because they're, you know, they don't don't have an open state case or something, something like that. So, uh, again, I wanted it to be easy for people to get to me, get the help that they need, you know, and, and as hassle free as possible. You said a moment ago, you said that you also have helped sighted people. So um, can sighted people benefit from webfriendlyhelp.com? Well, it's, it's a similar process. I will still connect to their computer and I will uh, typically, um, <clears throat> you know, use the NVDA for that. It's a free screen reader, so nobody has to, you know, pay anything. And I will generally mute um, their their speech on their end because they don't need it and they don't want it typically so um and then once i connect to their computer i can go about fixing their issues um i can you know also give them the you know training uh, if they need it if they want it um but i can you know put the mouse on a particular location say here this is what you need this is what you want to click on you know if, if you get this issue again this is what you need to do you know that kind of thing um, a lot of times, you know, as you know, sighted people just, you know, and most people in general just just want the problem fixed, just want the problem to go away. So, you know, a lot of times that's their immediate need. But after a couple of calls, sometimes it's like, okay, you know, these problems keep coming up. How can I, how can I fix this? How can I stop this from happening? And so then that's when, you know, you can get into some training and, um, you know, that. So, you know, I, I do connect to. Um, you know, I'll help people that are using magnification. I'll help people that are using, you know, nothing at all. Um, you know, it just depends on uh, what, what the needs are. Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And there can be a lot of people who are sighted, but they're low vision or they mm -hmm. still need help. You know, I mean, I mean, goodness. I mean, pe people need help with all sorts of little things. The problem that I'm, I'm, I'm typically seeing is that technology keeps keeps going at a faster rate than people are able to keep up with the going. So yeah. this is, this will always be, you know, a, a, a problem, you know, and as a teacher, I've always asked my students from all over the world, this question, many of my students are engineers or in it like you. And I say, will we ever reach a time in society where we reach a point of technological equilibrium where we say something like, yep, iPhone 20. Yep. That's, that's the number we're going to stop on. That's good. <laughs> But but really, I wonder that, you know, because I'm only 30 years old. So how many other iPhones am I going to have to buy in my life? When, when is this? But it's but I mean it not to be not to be artistic and not to be a comedian about it. I mean it to be serious. Right. Like, 
when are we going to, to be satiated? What, what have you found philosophically? What's your philosophy about, you know, approaching technology in that way? When, when do we say, okay, I'm full, I'm satiated. That's, that's where we need to be. What do you think? Well, I, I, I don't know that that's ever going to, you know, we're ever going to get full, you know, on that. Um, and, and the reason is because there's always innovation um, to, be, to be done. And as long as there's innovation and there's, as long as there's profit, you know, you're always going to have, you know, you're always going to have, uh, you know, more technology coming, coming down the, coming down the pike. I mean, I just remember, you know, back when we first got the iPhone, if you, you know, I remember I got my iPhone 3GS and, you know, that was just a huge innovation. And that was sort of like my Swiss army knife at the time. I used it for all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, a couple of years later, I think it was the 4S that came out. Now we got Siri. Well, that was a whole nother level of, you know, innovation. Um, and so as long as you have things that are going to come out that are going to be a benefit, um, you know, to, to people, I, I don't think you're ever going to get to a point where technology is going to be at a point where it's going to be like, okay, there's nothing else we can do for humanity. I just don't see it. Right, right. Hold, hold on, hold on one, one, oops. Yeah. When you, in, 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 in action-packed episode as always, when you live with your parents and family, I'm sure you heard it in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, acts, they accidentally triggered it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. At least I don't, at least, oh, let, wait, let me see something. At least I don't have an Alexa because those really, inter- <laughs> those really interrupt videos with, with oh, content. Yes, they can. Yeah. Yeah. They can. But I, you know, I go back to, you know, the Jaws. I mean that, you know, that's an accessibility innovation. Um, but, you know, if you had somebody, you know, going back to the Ted Hunter and, you know, he started Hunter Toys way back. And if he hadn't been, you know, dissatisfied, you know, he, tragically you know became blind or maybe it's not such a tragedy when you consider the fact that he created jaws Mm, and he -hmm. gave us access you know there um so a lot of these things come out of you know um you know and and invention is the you know you know what what drives it you know necessity is the engine of, of invention you know so it's if he hadn't had that accident he would have no need for jaws he would have continued to use his computer no problem whatever um you know so i I think these innovations you know they they help everybody they help humanity but they can also do a huge you know service for for accessibility and i think if if technology is done correctly is done right is done for you know accessibility then it can be a great equalization you know equalization you know for uh, for people with disabilities Really you know, good. I, I would have never been able to fill out my unemployment forms without a screen reader. Right, right, and that's and you know what, and that's and and that's very important. I mean, I'm I'm frustrated. I'm on one hand philosophically, I'm sorry you had to do that, Casey. But on the other, you know, these little these little things, these little governmental civil service issues. You know, everybody is involved in civil service at some level. You know, we all are when we buy something or pay taxes, right? Yeah. That's that's all civil service in a philosophical sense. So at some point, some blind person is going to have to access some form because the truth of the matter is, is that sighted people have to access a form right. once in their life. So yeah. you can't just say, you know, philosophically, well, this is hard because I'm blind. Well, quite, quite frankly... This is this is life. These are things that all people, you know, all people have to do these things, you know, right, right, definitely, definitely. So um, who are some other uh, what are some other interesting challenges and some interesting accomplishments that your company has had that you would like to highlight? Well, um, I I think I would I would say that, um, you know, I. Yeah, you know, as a company, you know, things uh, continue to to grow, and I continue to get uh, more customers, and I'm definitely appreciate, you know, that because you know it lets me help more and more people. So I think the fact that, um, you know, I was, you know, courageous enough, I guess, to, you know, start my own company. Um, you know, I'm helping a ton of people that I would have never uh, seen if I had just stayed with, you know, the state organizations that I was, that I was working with, um, you know, not to, not to, you know, badmouth them or anything, but, no, no. you know, there's a certain limitation 
Uh, and now I'm, you know, as a, as a company working with people all over the world, I've got some people uh, all over the country, some, some in different countries. And, um, you know, it's just an opportunity that is, you know, for me, it's kind of like a once in a lifetime thing, you know, and I, I was able to do it, uh, through just my own perseverance research, um, you know, the help of, you know, uh, my wife, uh, Judy and, uh, you know, just a lot of, uh, a lot of soul searching, uh, you know, a lot of help from, you know, the almighty, you know, uh, there's a lot of things. It's not just me. Um, but I was, you know, the, the one that kind of put everything together and said, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this, um, you know, and uh, it, it has, you know, really worked in my favor and, and hopefully in, in uh, favor of a lot of the customers that I, that I work with on a daily basis. Yeah, good, good. Well, you know, now now you're definitely going to get international customers because Aaron's opinion is heard on, on all of the continents. So. Great. So, I good. I hope you want business from other countries. Actually, it's it's interesting. On the YouTube channel here at Aaron's Opinion, more about 90, 80 to ninety percent of the people are from outside of the United States. Oh, wow! Um, so this is a very international experience. You were recording today. This episode will come out in January, and then from there you will hear. You know, you know, from there you'll get business from all over the world. So, what what other countries have you worked with? Overseas, um, you know, I've um, worked with uh, some people in um, Europe, uh, some people in uh, India, uh, and let me tell you, the time zone difference is horrendous. <laughs> I know. So, I know. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 like I said, it's a great opportunity. I even have um, I have I have a couple people in Hawaii. I know that's not a different country, but sometimes it can feel like it. Um, so. You know, it's uh, it's 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 interesting. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just really interesting uh, to see what people are dealing with. Um, you know, and sometimes it's interesting to see the differences in, in other countries, um, what what people come up with. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge, but it's a fun challenge. I enjoy sure. it. Yeah, so. and see, so every every country has their own you know, has their own way of, 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 of dealing with things. I was speaking to someone just yesterday about this, that every country has their own perception and their own expectation for people. So this can be a big, a huge problem in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's all, you know, that's all really interesting. So you say it's, you know, it's, it's your business, which means if it's your business, that means you have to make a little bit of money on the side. So how let I mean you know it, it's nothing personal, uh, uh, but you know right. how how do you actually take people's money out of this equation? How, how, yeah, how does so, that work? So what I do, and this is another thing that I really kind of thought over a lot before I even started this whole process. But there's a lot of companies that will charge by the hour, um, and some of these hourly rates can can get pretty high. You know, seventy five, eighty five, a hundred dollars an hour. And, uh, you know, again, you know, I wanted to be able to help people. And so I knew if I you know, charge that much, you know, I probably would get some, but not, not, not be able to help too much. So what I came up with is a, a membership, you know, you know, you think of a membership like a gym membership or, or a music membership, you know, something, something to that effect. And so um, since we all know that technology, you know, you don't just solve your problem and then no more, no more issues with technology ever again. You know, that doesn't happen. So I came up with a subscription and uh, right now it starts at uh, $30 a month and I have different options available, but um, this way, you know, people can be members and I call it tame your tech. Um, so people can be members of that. And then when they have an issue, they can email, they can call, they can text, whatever works for them. And then we come up with a schedule, I connect to the computer and, you know, fix, fix their issue. And um, it works really great because people don't have to think about how much is this going to cost just for, you know, web-friendly help to look at my computer. How much is this going to cost, you know, to get my problem fixed? They don't have to worry because their members, you know, they've already kind of been paying into the system. And some people, it's, it's everybody's different, right? So some people will call me every couple of months. Um, when they have an issue, some people will call me every you know, couple of weeks, um, you know, so everybody's, everybody's different, but they're paying into the system. So whenever there is an issue, it's like, 
well, you've already been paying into the system. It's not a problem. We can take care of your issue. You know, instead of saying, okay, I need, you know, $225, you know, upfront, because this is probably going to take three hours to fix, you know, uh, it doesn't have to come out all at once. It's, you've already been in, in you know, paying into the system. So that's kind of what I've, uh, you know, come up with to, to help people. There's a lot of people on fixed incomes. There's a lot of people, you know, on Social Security, SSDI, whatever the case may be in the U.S. Um, other countries, you know, don't have that system. Um, you talked about, I was just talking about India uh, for a while, while back, and, you know, they're, they don't have a social system. Um, you know, and I was talking to some people from there and they don't, they don't have that, you know, if you don't find a job, you don't eat. It's as simple as that. So, you know, for people like that, you know, mastering this technology and getting, getting the technology to work for them without having to worry about the cost of, of, you know, a professional is, is huge. Um, and, you know, again, it, it, it ultimately leads to, so for a person in India, it ultimately, ultimately leads to them being able to work or not work. Um, so there's there's huge consequences but membership models is what i've come up with it seems like it works best for the most people uh, for the most part so that's that's kind of where that lies for for the moment yeah really good really good and the other thing too is that can get very complicated when you deal with people in other countries is even like their perception their perception of currency is different from country to country yeah. And their perception of a purchase is different from country to country. So right. I, I work, let's say that I work for company X, which I do. It's not called X, but I just call it that. And and I, I, I don't I don't work I don't work in the staff. I don't work in the in the section that actually decides this, but I'm sure they have people who decide like how how much we need to charge the students. And that and that yeah. gets very complicated very quickly because right. every country perceives buying differently. So like have you hired an accounting team? Are you just good at it? How do you like? How do how have you come to figure out how to overcome that? Because that's a huge equation. Well, yeah, and and you know, I I, I don't necessarily know that I have a great answer for you on that. Okay. Um, normally, what will happen is somebody will come up and say, you know, okay, this is going to cost, you know, X amount in my, you know, denomination, um, and they will you know, figure out if, if that cost is, is worth it. And unfortunately, you know, uh, I haven't, at least currently, I haven't found a good way of, of getting around that. I know there's some people in, you know, um, Africa and there's some people, you know, that would like to, um, you know, have some services, but, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a, it's kind of a, a difficult question because in their country, things are a lot more expensive, but on, but on, on this side, you know, if I were to say, okay, you know, because you're in this country, um, you know, let's just say, for example, we'll, we'll take your subscription down to, you know, $5 a month. Well, you know, I, I can't survive on that as a, as a business, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, there, there is some issues, you know, there, and unfortunately, you know, my company's, you know, been in business for two years, just, just under two years. So I'm not at the point where I can say, you know what, we'll, we'll, we have donations coming in or whatever case may be, we can, we can, we can do something like a sliding scale. You know, I, I'm not a nonprofit. Um, I didn't decide to go that way. Um, so, you know, my corporation just operates a little bit differently. Um, you know, but, but it's, it's a, if it's a tough question, um, no doubt about it. I, I wish I had a better answer for you on that, but, uh, right now that's, that's where it stands. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Excellent. I mean, I guess, I wonder if there was some way to, I guess, get enough customers around the world enough times where, in other words, I'm, I'm certainly not justifying it, but let's say, because um, I have uh, uh, someone on, on Aaron's opinion and, and the person's from Gambia, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say, and they are, and let's say that in Gambia, um, uh, well, I, let's say that the Gambian money, you know, it's very expensive to access webfriendlyhelp.com. But this particular person, whoever they are out there, they own a radio station in Gambia, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, you, you know, I wonder if there's a way to get enough people subscribed where, in other yeah. words, you you could say, okay, well, I'll just ask for less money because of the currency right. change and where that would still be uh, ethical, ethical from a business perspective. Yeah. 
And I, I, I know, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I know you don't know. I'm just like curious about like, I wonder right. well, how and, many and people. You know, that is, that is kind of a goal that I have because part of the, part of the subscription, it, it, this is what I tell people all the time, you know, instead of me charging, you know, let's just say $75 an hour, you know, for, for services, um, you know, the more people that subscribe, the more I'm able to keep prices affordable. So, you know, that's, that's the goal. The more people that get subscribed, the more I can continue to, you know, offer this and not have to raise prices. I mean, I do have to raise prices from time to time because, you know, processes for billing go up and, you know, transaction fees go up and all the, all the little nitty gritty business details that probably nobody's interested in. But, um, you know, my, my goal is to, yeah, absolutely have enough subscribers that I could, you know, take that on and say, you know what, we're, we're going to make an exception in your case. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, or have enough, um, you know, have enough subscribers that I can hire other staff to provide, you know, more support, maybe different languages, who knows? Um, you know, that's, that's the goal. Uh, I'm, I'm nowhere near there yet, but, um, you know, mm. I'm, I'm definitely open to something like that cool. down the road. Excellent. Yeah. Do you have anyone who speaks French? Because I'm because I'm a French speaker. I I I, I no seriously. I'm I'm not sure if you knew that or if you'd heard that around the community. I did not know. But yeah. So I was just wondering if you've ever worked from someone from a from France or a French speaking country. No, not 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 yet. Uh, no no nothing from France um, uh, as as of this point. But uh, you know who knows that that may be in the future. Yeah. Who knows who sees this video too from all of the overseas people that watch. So who knows? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really, you know, all, all, all really interesting. And then are, are, are there different like uh, payment platforms available for people? You know, are you, are you accepting anything on the block? Oh, what's your opinion about blockchain? By the way, have you ever used it? <laughs> I have not used it. I've, I've kind of read on it. Um, I think it's an interesting, um, interesting platform as far as decentralization of, of currency and, you know, you know, I, I, I kind of like the idea. Um, it does seem to be a bit, um, you know, complicated to get started. So I don't think it's for everybody, at least, you know, not, not at this point until you can sign up just for the simple form and, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, I think it, I think it is, it's got a lot of implications for you know, privacy and keeping, keeping records, you know, out of the public eye and, and that kind of thing. I, I do like a lot of, a lot of uh, things with it, but. Uh, to some, yeah. to some extent, Casey, but to some extent, you know, when I'm successful at work and my podcast, to some extent, I want there to be a public record to some extent. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, I mean, it's another interesting philosophical discussion. I don't necessarily want to get to a point where everything is hidden because that's also yeah. a problem too. Sometimes yeah, you yeah. need to be able to show stuff. Right. You, you've got a point. Um, you know, you do have a point. I think, I think when I look at it, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, if people are able to, from a privacy standpoint, see, let's just say where my company spends money, you know, maybe, maybe I do want that. Maybe I don't want that. Right. Um, but the, the, the option should be, you know, with me, I shouldn't be able to have somebody, you know, crack, you know, you know, somebody who knows somebody, let's say, get into the bank and find out, oh, you know, cases, you know, spending money on this, you know, um, and with blockchain, you know, because it is, uh, you know, more decentralized, it's, it's, you know, a lot more difficult, probably not impossible, but it's a lot more difficult for, for that kind of thing to happen. But if I have access to my own records, I could copy that and, you know, put it somewhere if I wanted to or show some proof of, you know, spending or something, you know, it should be in my hands. And that's one of the neat things that I think I kind of, you know, kind of like about the blockchain. It's, it, it gives more of that into my hands instead of potentially opening the box to somebody else, you know, if they know the right person who can get into that account, you know, you know, that, that, that should not be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just very interesting. Cause I wonder if, I'm sure my generation will get to the point where we're just all paying on the chain thing. It's just one big <sighs> thing that we're going around, I guess, passing the little crypto coins back and forth until, <laughs> until I guess eventually we'll get bored of that and come up with, with money or yeah, something like yeah. that. But 
Um, well, you know, you know, Casey, I, I really appre- tremendously appreciate everything you're doing, and I, I, I celebrate successful people on errands of painting. I notice, I, I don't really know how it works. It must be the magic of the karma, the great karma that comes from <laughs> content creation and helping others. But each guest just gets better and better, and I, I'm more and more appreciative as I always am, and I really appreciate blind people who are willing to talk to me and, and, are, and are doing the right thing for other blind people and, and society. So this is this is really good. You're going to be a huge asset. And there's plenty of people here at Aaron's Opinion from all over the world who definitely have technical questions about all sorts of stuff. So yeah. I think you're in business. Well, um, I just I just want to mention real quick, my, sure. my blog is free for everybody who wants, you know, just free information. Um, and I try to blog about things that are meaningful from from my customers so even though you may not be a paying member uh, you can look at that blog and and get tips on all kinds of stuff i just put out a huge list of uh well not a huge list but it's a nice list of accessibility resources uh that people can need for free um and and so anybody can you know kind of take advantage of that i put out deals computer deals mostly uh, for people that are looking for a computer, you know, cheaply. Um, so those are available for free. And I also have a language translation um, option on the bottom of my page. So for those people that do speak German or French or Swahili or whatever it is, um, you can go down there and uh, there's a little drop down box where you can choose your language and the entire site will be translated, um, you know, to your language. So I try to cater as much as I can um, with, with, you know, somewhat limited resources. So I uh, hope that helps some people out there. That's really excellent. You said that you had maybe heard of Aaron's opinion before. So uh, before this conversation, what, what have you heard about Aaron's opinion? And have you seen any of my, you know, listened to any of my content? You know, I think I've heard it by name, but I haven't um, actually, um, you know, heard anything or listened to anything. Um, I'm on Twitter quite a bit. So sometimes I hear tidbits uh here and there um but i haven't um taken the time to you know look it up or or listen to anything that is fine totally fine um so but i'm sure you still have a lot of questions for me in the remaining time what i always love to let the guests ask you know their questions so what so what questions do you have for me what do you want to know about me you know i think the most um question that i have is you know you you talk about a lot of issues that affect the the blindness community and i totally appreciate that i'd like to know what is the number one issue that you see time and time again on your podcast that really needs to be addressed by society the the issue that needs to be addressed by society is that blind people need to start functioning and working and gaining the confidence that they need to get into the workforce or get into whatever industry you know they they generally want to work work in um but i'm seeing a tremendous lack in self-esteem and a tremendous lack of confidence, you know, if you put, you know, one, one foot forward, you know, you don't need, nobody needs to start out podcasting with, with a Blue Yeti, right? right? I've been podcasting for years without one, and I only got one because, quite, quite frankly, uh, because I'm noticing that I'm getting more opportunity to do voice acting and other, other projects where it really is appropriate. But mm-hmm. 99% of you out there, you guys don't need a Blue Yeti. Right. So yeah. really, you know... If, if you only t- if you only take it one day at a time, baby steps. If you take baby steps, eventually you'll get you'll get there, and it will be rewarding. But just one step at a time. Right. I yeah. think I really think that the blindness community and blind people have been really pushed back by the pandemic. I think that has really mm-hmm. affected the psyche of the disability community. And that I tell students, I say, you know, well, I tell anyone, I say, I think that. The pandemic has affected our economy for five years, but I think it's yeah. affected the disability community for 10. I think this uh, is a 10 yeah. year setback. Yeah. So, and you know, and I'm 30 years old. So for me, this is like the first thing in my life as an adult that I've had to go through, you know? Yeah. So right. that's, that's the problem that we need to start addressing. And the way to address it is many things. People who want a podcast, who want to speak up, who want to get their voice out there need to. Other people need to listen to content that's already there that's there to help them. And that this, yeah. th- so that's really, really what needs to happen. What are your, um, go, go, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say part of the, part of the kind of silver lining to that whole, you know, pandemic, you know, setback is companies are more amenable to people working remotely. 
and that does oh, open yeah. up a lot of possibilities. And but again, you know, you need to take the time to learn the technology. Right, right. Well, it opens up the possibilities, but then it also opens up the discrimination, right? So it's it's yeah. it goes. It's a. I don't know if we. It, 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 I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I I don't disagree with you that there's silver linings to things, but some of my students say, well, the good thing about the pandemic, I say, well, no, there's no good thing about any pandemic. So uh-huh. there, there's no good, but the thing that's less bad maybe is that people are have more opportunities to work from home. But here's the here's the problem with all of that, is that. If you are someone who's a blind person who's not good at working from home, you aren't going to be good at work from home at home just yeah. because there was a pandemic. Right, exactly. So exactly. I think it's actually, I, 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 I have to respectfully disagree a tiny bit. I don't think that's a silver lining. Actually, I think that's part of the problem. I I don't know. I mean, my glass is always half empty. Maybe you see it half full, but I <laughs> yeah. think that's more of a problem than a silver lining. I don't know. Right. Well, I can tell you from, from my experience now, back back in you know 2008, I, I graduated um, college and I, I did college both ways. I did college uh, on a physical campus, it did not work for me. Um, and, and I also did college, you know, remotely and eventually got my degree that way. And for me, uh, I think one of the advantages is as I went through classes, uh, nobody knew that I had a disability. And so to me, that was kind of impactful. You know, I could, I could be among my classmates and nobody knew I was any different than anybody else. And, you know, maybe they find out and maybe they don't, but, um, Sometimes they did, and it was like, oh, wow, you know, you, you can, you, you know, your papers, you know, look just like mine and, you know, whatever. So I, I think there's can be some advantages, um, but, you know, it can be a setback if, you know, somebody's not good at working from home or somebody's not good at uh, working with people. My, my wife is kind of the opposite of me. She thrives on a physical, you know, college campus. You know, she, that's, that's the way she worked. Now, she worked better with that. She had to have people. She had to have you know, she was a social, you know, butterfly. So she really enjoyed doing that. Me, it didn't work for me. So and I, I think there's, there's, you know, there's people that are better at certain situations and in certain environments. And, you know, again, it kind of comes down to knowing where your strengths are, what you're good at, and, you know, kind of taking it one step at a time. But Right. Yeah. And to figure out over a period of time, the other thing that you have to figure out is what, what do you want to do? But the problem is it takes a couple of years to figure that out. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, it can. Yeah, it does. It does. I don't think for the most part, most people don't get their dream job first. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was just going to ask you, what is the most what is the most unusual hobby you do that I would never expect you to do? Oh, you know, um, probably one of my hobbies is uh, weather. Um, I really mm-hmm. enjoy weather, uh, studying weather, researching weather. Um, you know, what's what drives? You know, wh- you know, why does a storm form? You know, that kind of thing. Why why does this happen? Um, so I I really enjoy that. It's one of my hobbies, and uh, you know, it's not uncommon for me to just listen to Weather Channel or whatever. So, you know. <laughs> That's, whatever that's, you know that's what whatever you know what whatever 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 floats your boat if that you know right? what you know what casey if you know what if listening to the weather channel makes you happy fine right? just listen to the ch- yeah there are worse things right <laughs> no but you know what though it's it's quite a complex science i i forget what podcast and i forget the person there was a podcast i forget what it was it was really fascinating too not it, it wasn't me who did it but there was another podcaster who interviewed this young um, blind teenager who also had, had a weather, you know, also had a passion for weather and actually yes, wants to be yes, a medium. I did, I did actually listen to that one, yeah. Yeah, I, and, and things like that. So uh, weather, um, weather is really is really cool. Well, Casey, uh, how can someone get in touch with you if they want web-friendly help? So um, my email address is help at webfriendlyhelp.com website is the same webfriendlyhelp.com and my phone number is 567-234-0078 and of course like i said i have a blog anybody can sign up for that whether you're a paying member or not casey it was uh, an honor and pleasure to have you here you did a great job um thanks so much for joining me today thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it my pleasure 
You've been listening to Friendly Help from Casey right here on Life Improvement Radio or wherever you get a podcast or even on YouTube. Casey, as I said on the 26th of August, um, actually, when when you listen to this episode, it will actually be January. Um, I think it'll be around the 13th of January to be precise, probably around that. But when you listen to this episode in January, well, you know, it'll be winter. But thanks for sitting down with me in August and recording uh, this episode. I really appreciate it. And um, I wish you the very best of success and luck in webfriendlyhelp.com. As I say, ladies and gentlemen, click the link in the description for more information. And I am sure that you will get a lot more customers now that you're on a podcast. So you did really well with that. And I, I really learned a lot from you and I really appreciated the recording. And it was it was just a really, just a wonderful conversation. So thanks so much. It was really well done. Uh, telephone number, text message, contributions, and voicemails, as I said, one 681 9869 Aaron's opinion, six at gmail.com. Um... <clears throat> Anyway, I wish the audience the very best of health and luck from all over the world. We are on all of the continents now here at Aaron's Opinion, so we're really appreciative of that. And thank you uh, to the Helium Radio Network for syndicating Aaron's Opinion, okay? So there you go. Now you guys know where to go if you need some friendly help with all of your technology problems, computer problems, voiceover issues, all that. You guys know that you can just go talk to Casey Matthews, And he'll definitely help you. And you'll definitely learn a lot from him. All right. That's about all I have to say for this one. That was a great episode today. Um, Really looking forward to recording the next episode. And Casey, you're always welcome here. So, uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think in the comments. And come back soon, I guess. So, uh, yeah, great episode today, everybody. Um, Aaron Richmond from Aaron's Opinion, as I like to say, help one person today. Help a million people tomorrow. Thanks so much, everybody. Aaron Richmond, Aaron's Opinion on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network.